does not last. It's not surpassed. It used to be a newspaper. The Bar Podcast. Not outclassed. Ones on mass. Getting a monster around to the end of the game. The Bar Podcast. Welcome to the Buff Podcast. My name's Mark Isles and I'm the Chief Football Writer of the Bolton News. This is the show that doesn't need five substitutes. We go hard or we go home. All your Bolton Wanderers news wrapped up in one hour of listening pleasure. And on the Buff this week... Did someone order a chopper? Traff's back in town. Too good to be true. It's a no-go for Fossey. And Radio Gaga, Buff FM hits the airwaves once again. But first, you know what time it is. It's time to remind you that a subscription to the Bolton News is absolutely free for 30 days, if you act now. And for that, you get access to all our features, all our interviews, plus the recent ones with Bruce Rioch and Richard Schnakers. Plus, we've got coming up, they've got Colin Todd reflecting on the highs and lows of his time with Bolton, that brilliant season, 100 goals, 98 points. Best of all, though, we're also off to Portugal in the next few days, and subscribers to the Bolton News will get first dibs on absolutely everything that goes on over in the Isle of Garve, I promise you that. You can still get the paper at the news agents, pay your ATP six days a week. That's the way I like to read my news, and all of it is still in there, but you can also read it on your phones, on your tablets, get it ad-free on the app. Uh, with back issues of the paper, it's all downloadable, so you can read it on the tube or the plane or the train or wherever you're travelling. And you're investing in quality local journalism. The more people that back us, the more we can concentrate on the stuff you want to read. Okay, so go to theboltonnews.co.uk backslash subscribe for a free 30-day trial. Try it. You might just like it. Harrison, Kelly, over to Bolton winning the midfield challenges in the early stage, and here's Lee, going past Marsh, and crossing well, beautiful goal, McGinley does it again, magnificent. So now it's time to introduce a man that Wanderers fans have been itching to hear from again. Uh, hello everyone, Traffy, delighted to be back, and uh, can't wait to see everyone at the Uniball here for next season. Come on you Whites. Sorry, James Trafford, I didn't mean you. It's Henry Hewitt. He's back from Mexico. Henry, how was the trip? Hola, it was it was great. I was expecting more Bolton news, to be honest. I'd wake up every day thinking, uh, like, whatever time it would be here, like one o'clock in the afternoon. And each day it was, it was a time, the timeline of me being away was, uh, Fossey's definitely going to sign. Then it became, Everett might be leaving. Then it was Everett's definitely staying, but Fossey's definitely not coming. And then on my last day, as we were going to the airport, James Trafford signs. So it all ended up well in the end. No, exactly, exactly. That's what summer's all about. It's it's rumour, it's intrigue, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, uh, of course, blue season's nearly upon us as well. I'm nearly going to Portugal, mate. Only a couple of days left now. I know, yeah, we're swapping. I'll be, uh, I'll be at base. I'll be on uh, Buff FM. I'll be anchoring Buff FM, uh, and you'll be away in Portugal on a on a Jolly Boys outing with Jack Dean. I mean, sorry, not a Jolly Boys outing with Jack Dean. A professional um, pre-season tour. Then Jack Dean happens to be there as well. 
Yeah, yeah. People are listening, mate. I don't, I don't need you to uh, to quit my pitch <laughs> for next season. Um, yeah, who knows where they might go next season? Um, I, I don't know who's going to be on that trip, by the way, because the, we heard yesterday, of course, Trafford um, re-signing on loan. He's not going to be there because he needs a break. He's been on international duty. Bakayoko's been out in Sierra Leone, so you'd imagine that he has got a bit of jet lag potentially. I don't even know whether he's back yet. Um, and Dion Charles has been in with uh, with Northern Ireland as well. He, sh- he shouldn't really be too too knackered. I think he played 55 minutes of football over four games, but never mind. Mm. Um, and imagine the international contingent won't be there. There's only going to be one new signing there that we know of, and that's obviously Jack Iredale. Um, well, but it'd be nice just to get back into the routine of seeing, you know, getting get a bit of content out there. Yeah, it will. It's... Um... You know, this is this is it. I mean, I know people have been getting a bit upset and thinking, well, where's these new signings? What's what's happening with uh, the shirts and all of that? But this is, you know, it's pre-season. All that stuff's happening in the background. It's fine. They're painting the uh, the concourses or whatever they're doing at the club. So they, it's all part of pre-season. And uh, yeah, another what is it? Six weeks now, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be playing the first game. So nothing to worry about. Yeah, but most importantly, when are they going to paint that little bit of ribbon underneath the badge? It's gone pink. It's not red anymore. <laughs> when will they get the big things right at Bolton Wanderers? I know. This is, you know, obviously this week we're going to talk about it in a moment, but we have been reminded of a, a figure from the past who could have owned the club. Now we've got the great Sharon Britton owning the club and the ribbons are still pink. Come on, Sharon. <laughs> you, know, you can see that from the uh, Nat Lofthouse statue, of course, at the front of the stadium. And not so long ago, we were stood there listening to listening to a man who was holding a stack of new, uh, a stack of papers, a stack of emails that he'd printed out. Um, the Lawrence Bassini interview. Now, I don't know that that hit the, uh, the the Mexican shores or whether it made quite as big a wave as it did over here, but. I mean, first of all, I'd just like to say, uh, Simon Jordan, you are our buff listener of the week. Um, yeah. took, took him down in, in mid... I, I heard the unabridged version, by the way, which was unbelievable. They had to cut out loads of it when they put it out on YouTube, and uh, but they missed little bits because I think there's a delay. But there were certain things said that there is no way that got past the lawyers. No way. Hmm. Um, did you hear any of it? I saw what went on YouTube. Uh, I did enjoy seeing uh, Simon Jordan, Jim White and Danny Mills basically uh, looking at each other in disbelief. (laughs) Um, I I don't know whether they remembered that they were being filmed at the time, but it was funny seeing their reactions. But yeah, I I caught the edited version. So I didn't I didn't have the pleasure like you to hear, um, you know, a Watts and all version. No, uh, I mean, it was it was crazy. They did have to bleep out quite a bit of stuff. Luckily, I've heard all that before. I mean, it's, it's almost word for word what was being said at the Bolt, uh, you know, when, when he was involved around Bolton. Very clearly a man who uh, wants to get, wants to be given a pedestal to be able to say what he wants to say. Um, I'm not necessarily sure. I'm not sure. I'm generally not sure he should be allowed it. Let's put it that way. But let's... Uh, no. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Um, Simon Jordan, listener of the week. We've, we've said that. Um, let's move on. To, I mean, according to a recent poll, this is what you listen to the podcast for. It's the headlines. News. Well, the the main one 
this week. His chaff is back. He's signed for the season. Uh, was it, you, you know more than us, was it ever in doubt? Were we, uh, were we worried about nothing in the end? I, I don't know what on earth all the Andalek stuff was about, to be honest. Um, it was fun while it lasted, don't get me wrong. It, you know, sometimes things can be so straightforward, you actually want a little hitch halfway through just to make it more interesting, a story. But um, no, I mean, it was always down to Manchester City. It was always down to where they wanted to pitch him for next season. So, yeah, I suppose if they'd have turned around and said, hey, we want him playing in the Championship next season, Bolton wouldn't have had a, a, a chance of it. But Bolton said from the very off, We'd like him to come back next season. City were very happy with the way things went last season. He needed to go back. He needed to speak to uh, the goalkeeping staff there. Uh, it's not really a, a Pep Guardiola thing. It's more of a goalkeeping staff decision. Um, and they were happy. He had to go off on international duty, of course. So he's with the England under-21. So that staggered things a little bit as well. Gave uh, room for this this kind of story to grow. And then, of course, Vincent Company going in at Burnley as well. Just you know, fan the flames just a little bit as well. But all along, there was really only one club in for him, um, or realistically in for him, and it was Bolton Wanderers. Um, and I think that it suits him. It suits him perfectly. We said before, you know, he's based in Cumbria. His family's up there. He enjoyed it here at Bolton. It's accessible for everybody. He, he really got on with the fans. The style of football that Bolton play mirrors that it's obviously a different ball game in the Premier League but it mirrors that of Manchester City so he's not playing hoof ball he's not you know playing a you know a different type of game than he necessarily would do so I think everybody is happy in this scenario and I just think and I've just finished writing something that if, if Bolton if Bolton can keep him in good form this season get under his skin who's to say next summer it's not a possibility to keep hold of him yeah, exactly. And, you know, James Trafford had a very good uh, time with us. Hopefully he can continue that this season. I know we've had a bit of problems with, with goalkeepers in the first part of the season. That's probably why we've started quite slow in both seasons under Ian Everett. Hopefully we can change that this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's a very confident guy. Something that you look at uh, Billy Krellin and Joel Dixon and say, well, maybe we don't have that confidence there of what Trafford does have. And like you said, he's, he's clearly gets on with the players. He was on holiday with Lloyd Isgrove, his best mates with Adam Senior. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see. And hopefully, uh, yeah, he, he can he can feel at home here. And, uh, and who knows, like you said, if we have a good season this season, maybe he looks and goes, well, could, you know, he could be in the championship and... Yeah, maybe he'll uh, he'll stick around and um, we can have him long term. I'm looking forward to talking to him about his contractual situation. I know he's got a year left at City. So, I mean, City are not stupid. If, if he is making good progress and he is an England and 21 international at this minute, minute in time, they're not going to give him away from any nothing. I mean, Southampton have just signed Bazunu, who hasn't played at City for is it 12 15 or they're, they're on the verge mm. of signing for that sort of money so if they yeah. are going to be able to get that sort of money obviously bolton are not paying that sort of money i don't think to be honest that he is at that stage but you never know if if he has the sort of season that bazunu had at port portsmouth last season then you know his his career could go um onwards and upwards from here and i wouldn't you know i wouldn't begrudge him one single second of that um, but we shall see. It will be an interesting ride. It will be an interesting ride. Let's go. Another headline. Uh, well, this is a man who, de well, it looks like he isn't coming to Bolton. Uh, Marlon Fossey, I mentioned him before. 
uh, at the start of my holiday, he was definitely coming, and now he's uh, it, it's the the percentage of him coming uh, on the uh, what was it the uh, the Rivaldo scale has gone more to Rivaldo now. Um, so what what has happened in the last two weeks? Why uh, why isn't he coming now? I think it's just it's a case of of what money Fulham want, what money is available now. I think a lot of clubs have have sniffed around him. The sort of wages that are being talked about are championship wages. The sort of fee that Bolton had kind of outlined, agreed at the beginning, is now well surpassed. So I think Bolton could have chased it. Bolton could have stayed there and hoped that nothing got sorted. And so they go back in with what they originally had. But you're talking about a key position. I think that Ian Everett knew he couldn't let it drag on for too long. Um, And I think he's probably just looked and thought, well, yeah, I I think we're going to get beat to this one, so I need to move on somebody else. And we're already talking now about uh, Connor Bradley at uh, Liverpool, who's a Northern Ireland international, being a a potential signing for for Bolton. I think that that would be a a fair trade. I've done a little bit of homework on him this morning. Looks like a similar sort of player, maybe not quite as dynamic, but he's definitely a forward-thinking player. And he's got good experience as well, something that that Fossey hadn't actually got despite his age. So I, I think at the moment, you'd have to say that could be a good trade. Yeah, he could do. He's, he's obviously coming from a, you know, a, a Liverpool, a very good team. He's younger than Fossey as well. So, um, you know, like Trafford, maybe he can be with us for a few seasons. Um, you know, Liverpool have a very good right back, but he's going to have to... He's all right. Uh, get him, yeah, he's going to have to get in front of him to, uh, to you know, and maybe that's not possible because... Obviously, he's very young. So, um, yeah, it's it's encouraging, and that's the type of player we're after. Um, you know, it could be a very good deal. And this is what you know. I, I think for years we should have been doing this. We should we, you know, there's many reasons why the area is not great at all uh, in terms of getting new fans to the club. But in terms of getting players to the club, and we're going to talk about the B team in a moment and getting sort of these Premier League castoffs, if you will. We should be looking at our, our near neighbours and thinking, well, yeah, the the, the you know the under twenty ones, they've got so many players there that are, are good enough. Um, we'll take them on loan for a year or two and and develop them, and then you never know; they might end up staying or they might go back and have a a very successful career in the Premier League. So, yeah, it's it is a shame about Fossey, though. I think we all fell in love with Fossey. Um, you know, I saw a load of lizards in uh, Mexico, and I was, I was thinking, oh, is that, is that, you know, one of the, you know, the famous lizards from last year? But no, none of them, none of them were interested, and, and it looks like Fossey isn't either. But um, good luck to him, if whoever he goes to in the championship, barring one club. I hope he, he doesn't have a good time if he signs for one club in particular. But any others, then good luck to him. And me growing my hair out. It was a complete and utter waste of time, wasn't it? Absolute <laughs> yeah. waste of time. Um, right, well, um, moving on to the next headline, and it's about, uh, we we have made some, um, well, I don't want to say new signings, because they're not, but we've, we've offered contracts to some of the youth players who will be going into the B team, mm-hmm. um, which is encouraging, isn't it? And it's a good sign that these lads are, are wanting to stick around, because, again, recent years... We've not really had these players who are uh, on the the cusp of the first team. They've not really been able to stick around. No, I mean, that's the big thing with the B team. And, and it's why they've got to get it right. Because the point you made there about why we've not 
sign more of these players from uh, local teams and, and use the loan system better. It's a good one. Uh, and, and, and I do... I like bringing in loan players, but I don't particularly like bringing in loan players for no reason with no kind of uh, chance at the end of, it of signing them um, because I think it's a little bit kind of short-termism. What Bolton have got to do is kind of get both arms of the club working properly. So the first team, you know, needs to be operating right, but also the academy also needs to be operating right, bringing through players so that they've got a chance of playing in that first team. And I think sometimes it's been either or at Bolton. Because for 10 years in the Premier League, Bolton barely created a player of their own because they were too busy loaning in other players at once. They certainly had their own coil. Um, mm. And it was very much focused on the first team. Very few came through. It was There wasn't enough coming through, really, for the money that was being spent. Now they've got this chance. They've, they've, they've made bad decision. We know that. Getting rid of the 23s, I think, was a bad decision. They've come back. They had two choices. They could... Go up to category two. I think if they if they had got promotion, I think they would have done that. They would have reintroduced what was the twenty threes. Instead, they've gone down the B team route, um, and it gives these first year professionals a chance to learn better learn the ropes of senior football. It won't be sink or swim in a cup game necessarily. You know, they will be able to be eased in there that bit easier, but they've got to get it right. They have to make sure that the games that they're playing are not just kick arounds on, you know, Lostock on a Tuesday afternoon against, you know, a, a, a team of under 18s as the Central League was too much last season as the 23s was a lot of the time. A lot of the games were just so slow. What you need to do is to mix that up. And I think we spoke to Matt Craddock and we spoke to Dave Gardner about their plans. And I think that they... So there is a realisation that the, the, the type of football they're getting has to be better. And that's what this B team allows. Um, so, yeah, the five, five young professionals... Um, I like the look of Max Conway in particular. I think he looks like a really good player. Uh, Limian Torre, every time I've seen him as well, seems to have something about him. So, yeah, there's there's some real talent there. Yeah, uh, and that moves on to our next headline, is saying that, um, you know, the B team, we have got some uh, signings, it seems, yeah. on the way. We don't know. This is obviously going out on Friday morning. They could have been signed by then. We don't know. Um, so, a few names have, have come in. Um you roughly know how many have you got a, a few names you can give us what what have you heard about it yeah there's a few there's a young lad uh from uh wolves his, his name now escapes me i'm sure his name is connor Carty. yeah Carty, 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 that's the man yeah yeah um i know he's going to be one of the the beating collective there's another one as well um now is it matt gravosti it's uh tom gravosti's cousin if you remember tom gravosti from many uh uh, moons ago, a couple, a couple of years ago in the academy. Um, it's his cousin. Um, he's been playing for Warrington. Um, right. So that is the kind of the two um, sides, if you will, of, uh, of of the recruitment. You get you're getting some non-league players that have played locally. Um, yeah, Matthew Gravosti, his name is from War, uh, Warrington. Scored a lot of goals um, in midfield last season for Warrington. Um, and then you're getting players that have been released by Category 1 clubs like Wolves. Uh, so there's going to be about half a dozen, to answer your question. Um, half a dozen new ones. And I think the important thing is that they're not to group them as first-team signings. So when we're doing this kind of like roundup of you know who, who signed for Wanderers during 22-23, these guys don't count. These are B-team signings. Um, they're in a separate budget. 
they're not towards your first team. That doesn't mean that they're not going to get there, and hopefully, you know, you want to see as many of them get through as you can do. Um, but this is the exciting thing about the B team for me. It's 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 taking these little qualified gambles on players that have maybe not quite made the grade or not been given the chances or, you know, whatever their circumstances, all these exciting young non-league players, seeing if they can make that step up. Um, under not not the first team grill because if you I mean we've we've seen how many times we've we seen players that have been signed as as so called prospects and they mm. mill around the twenty threes because they were they were billed as a first team sign and then they mill around the twenty threes and then they just get forgotten about and they barely even get mentioned when they get released um, you know you, where are they now <laughs> the only time <laughs> you ever you ever kind of come across them um, but this group that that. I'm hoping will be Friday or Saturday that the club confirm it. But this group will be specifically B team, and um, I think you know they've, they've got good plans for it. I like the idea of it. I really do. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, I was reading um, it was an article in the Athletic from a few weeks ago, and it was about Huddersfield Town and and how they uh, got to the playoff final. And there's a couple of players that that started that game. I can't remember the names to be honest, but um, the they had been signed by Huddersfield uh, for the B team. And I think one came from Boreham Wood, maybe, and another one came from, um, I think, Chelsea had released them. And I was reading it, and I was thinking about Bolton, and it was it was actually really exciting reading it, thinking, this is what we're doing now. And, and yeah, you know, you look at uh, the lad from Wolves, for example. Okay, he's going to be playing B team. But like you said, these players are B team players, but there's no reason why these lads um, who you've got to remember will probably be young enough to not count to the squad list anyway. So, you know, if we get to December, for example, like last year, and we've got a bit of an injury crisis, and these lads could come in, just fill spots on the bench, and you'd, you'd I'd, you know, they could come in and become a hero. And then suddenly you've, you've got a first team player there. And this is where I think some, sometimes we've got to remember when, Fans are getting frustrated because we've only signed two players and it's mid-June and the fixture's about to come out. Well, we've already got a squad now. We're probably only going to sign five or six players for the first team anyway. Mm. But we've got all these now lads in the uh, B team who are potentially in another 12 months, 18 months, going to be good enough to, to step in. And uh, and then, you, you know, the club will be saving money from signing on fees and stuff because they've already got the players there who know the club. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You look at Brentford as well. You look at some of the players that have come through there. Chris Mechbum, for example. Uh, Marcus Force, who was around quite a bit. Uh, Finn Stevens, who's right back as well, who, who I wondered whether Wanderers might uh, have a nibble at him as well. He's that kind of player. Um, yeah, they've, they've, it's an exciting thing. It's an exciting thing. And I think also it's, it's on the club as well to... To try and give them that chance as well. It's, it's, it's on them to, to make sure that football is right for them. And to show if if a player is playing well, they need to sing it from the rooftops. I think one thing that Bolton Wanderers don't do very well is outside the first team. It can feel like a bit of a closed shop to supporters. They don't know what's going on. But I think they need to shine a bit of a light on what's going on there at under-19 level or, or B-team level and, and make sure people know what's what's actually happening. We're certainly going to do our bit as a paper. I know that we're going to try and get um, down to more games and to do a bit more kind of profile stuff on, on what's happening. And and hopefully, hopefully, it will it will become 
um, as it has at Huddersfield and as it has at Brentford, a, a real valid, um, not not kind of a plan B, but a plan A. Yeah, and, uh, reading the um, reading the article had me dreaming of maybe who knows, maybe in two years' time, Bolton could be in a playoff final for the in the Championship ourselves. Who knows? Um, that that aircon must have got to you over over the holiday, Henry. <laughs> yeah, well, he's definitely giving me a cough anyway. Um, the last headline this week was about uh, Andrew Tut's position has been confirmed. He's going to be staying yeah. on in a in a player coach position uh, in the B team, and also. Uh, we have got the likes of Lockett Senior and uh, Hutchinson's deals have been sorted as well, which is great to see because we all love Adam Senior. But uh, Lockett, after after last year being injured, um, it's great to see that he's been given a new deal and and Hutchinson as well. We, we you know we're now looking at Trafford's going to be number one, but there's going to be a fight for number two, and there's a lot of fans that are wanting Hutchinson to uh, to have that role. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and Ellis Litherland, one of the, the five that we mentioned before, they've been given the, the pro contract. So there's four professional keepers on the books um, at the moment. Sorry, uh, yeah, four with Trafford, of course, um, yeah. at the moment at Wanderers. So, yeah, it's going to be a big year for those three that you mentioned there, particularly, I think, Finley Lockett after his big injury. I think he got back playing regularly at the end of last season, but um, I think he's one who I think will be right away having a better focus on him because he was scoring plenty of goals and it's the first time we've really seen him tested at any significant level and there'll be a bit more attention obviously because of the fact that it's a, it's a new venture this B team so um, I'm really looking forward to, to see, seeing those guys um, in action scenes has got Bolton just just pouring out of him um, I'm glad they've given him a, a chance to, to stay on and, and develop a bit more because Whilst I don't think he was ready for first-team football last season even, there's something there. He's definitely got a career in him, there's no doubt about it. Whether it's at Bolton's level or not, I'm not 100% sure. It's up to him to, to prove that. But um, I think for what he's done for Bolton, I think it's it's a, it's a very, very uh, a worthy thing they've done to, to keep him on and, and get him um, progressing still. Um, as far as Tutti being in that uh, group, of course, they wanted to keep hold of Baptiste. I think that's quite well documented now. He wants to continue playing next season. But Tut wants to move into coaching. He's, he's got that about him. He's going to be a, a, a kind of a, a general on the pitch, if you will, because we're talking about a team that's come together from all four corners. As we mentioned there, you're talking non-league lads and you know academy lads and and players that have been signed from elsewhere so something's got to kind of gel and, and be a captain on the pitch and I think that's going to be an important role that Andy Tuck plays Hopes, hopefully you know he gets all his injuries out of the system I know he had a really terrible year last year um, we're told he's fit again so fingers crossed for him um, but I think that's going to be quite an important one I've noticed in a few of the B teams around the country a lot of these type of signings are being made where you, you put in a player who's not a you know, a headline grabber by any stretch of the imagination but a player who's trusted who knows what he's doing who's got experience and is used as that kind of central cog in a team of younger players yeah, um, I mean, I think it was Paul McShane won it at Man United. We had that sort of role, yes. Um, yes. you know, for them last year. So yeah, there is that space for him. And let's face it, I mean, Andrew Tutt, he's a, he's a good player. He showed that in League Two, but his injury record, unfortunately for him, is is going to limit him in terms of opportunities uh, elsewhere. And also, he's as he says, you know, he's been given a great opportunity at a big club. Um, and okay, maybe his playing career 
is you know at the first team level is coming to an end. But you know he's he's having an opportunity to now to develop himself as a coach and and get a head start really because you look at Baptiste and you know he touched what did he say thirty one is he thirty two something 32, like that I think he is yeah yeah thirty two yeah so he's he's already got four or five years younger than Baptiste and you know there's nothing wrong with Baptiste wanting to have one last hurrah as a as a player. But you know, Tut, by the time he gets to that age, he could have three or four years as a as a coach under his belt, and uh, which is it could be priceless for him. Right. Okay. It's time to move on, and uh, the emails have been building up, and seeing as we're preparing for Portugal, um, I suppose we better get the postman in. Is that Philip Marish? of emails to read out first one is from carl a who wants to tell us about a chance meeting with the man i've been re- writing about this week richard schnakers all i always want to say schnakers because i want to uh, sound continental but yeah. speaking to him he was he was he was saying sneaks um yeah i've heard both i think i i because he was just before my time as a bolton fan but i always heard him as richard sneakers but then you'd think well yeah, Schnakers, it does sound a bit Dutch, doesn't it? Schnakers. Well, Schnakers, yeah, it's like Fernandes, whatever he's supposed to be called <laughs> at United. I don't know. Um, yeah. Right, well, well, we'll crack on with the letter anyway, Carl A's letter. Um, he says, love listening to the podcast, especially mixing it up in the last few weeks when there's been nothing to talk about. Um, I saw you put a picture out on Instagram of Richard Schnakers, I'm going to say, mm. who used to be one of my favourite players at Burnham Park, so much so that I actually tried to grow my hair to make it look like his. <laughs> so well done. Um, I wanted to tell you about the time I met him at Laser Quest in Bolton. He was there yeah. with his kids and joined uh, for a couple of games. Afterwards, I went up to him to ask for his autograph, but he had no pen or paper. In the end, one of the staff gave us a marker pen and a flyer, but it was too dark. I assume the flyer was too dark, not just like Laser Quest in the middle of the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with nothing to write on, I took off one of my shoes Somewhere in the loft, I have a size six or seven trainer. They might have been high-tech or LA gear with Richard Snakers' autograph on the side. I always used to call them my Snakers sneakers. Nice. That was a lovely payoff. I, I yeah. just read that out simply because of the last line. <laughs> um, that's great. You know, that's uh, yeah, the thought of, um, you know, you're looking at the names that come up on the, you know, each, each player as a, as like a nickname, don't they, at Laser Quest, and you're just like, sneaks. <laughs> it can't be. It can't be. And then this blonde-haired Dutch guy comes running out with a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I uh, I went to Laser Quest. It was, it was just after the 98 World Cup, so it must have been somebody's, must have been a schoolmate's seventh or eighth birthday or something like that. So it was the one in Bolton. And um, I was that bad that the, the little tagline underneath my name said, even David Batty shoots better than you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was an eight-year-old. I thought, well, that's a kick in the teeth, isn't it? That's harsh, that is. That is harsh. I used to be all right at it. My mum used to work at Quasar in uh, the GX <laughs> Super Bowl in Swinton, which is wow. now some, it's like some safe store thing just off the East Lanks, but it used to be a, a big bowling place. Um, so I used to get in there for free all the time. I, was, I knew where to hide. <laughs> uh, but there we go. Right, so that's enough bowling talk. That's a different podcast. Let's talk about Bolton Wanderers. And this is an email from John H. 
Hi guys, uh, it looks like Marlon won't be joining Bolton this season and I can't pretend to be anything but disappointed. I stupidly hoped that he'd enjoyed himself so much that he'd forget all about playing championship football and help lead, lead the mighty Whites to promotion next season. I've been watching Wanderers since the late 80s and can remember a good few lone players who have left us in the same way. I've included a team of them below with a 5-3-2 formation with wing-backs in honour of Marlon. Quite a decent team, I'm sure you'll agree. Um, right, okay, so John actually gave us a load of explanation on each one, but I honestly can't read out all that. It's going to take me days. So I'll go from 1 to 11, and uh, we'll pick out the ones we remember anyway. So Matt Clark in goal. Um, yeah, remember I'd it. have gone with Matt Clark. That was the name I was thinking of goal with. I couldn't think of another goalkeeper, truthfully. Mm. Um, so Fossey, obviously, at right wing back. He's got three centre-halves. Paul Ritchie. Uh, oh, okay. Who's a Scottish player? I remember he playing at Hearts and such like. I, I do remember him yeah. playing well. I know a few people have mentioned him as a as a as a good player. John Newsom, who was ex Leeds. Um, uh, Craig Dawson. We all know Craig Dawson, yeah. of course. Um, and Dougie Freeman um, would attest that he would like to sign him back. Anthony Robinson at left back. Yeah. Um, can't remember where he went. I, I, Pretty sure he oh, just dropped off. Fulham, the just Fulham. Yeah, Fulham, he, yes. I, yeah. yeah. Fulham in America. That was it. Um, Barry Bannon. Um, yeah, who, I don't think Barry Bannon was appreciated as much by Bolton. But I think that's more of a, a hindsight thing. Now we've seen how good he is. Maybe I think a few Bolton fans appreciate him a bit more. All I remember about Barry Bannon's time at Bolton Wanderers is that he went to see Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> On his own what? in the cinema. On his, oh, wow, okay. Um, Google it. Did he it's go? There. Did, did he go and play Laser Quest afterwards? <laughs> Hollywood Bowl, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, he did. Uh, Tebow Valinden, obviously. Yeah. I think that's a more recent one. Um, yeah. Jack Wilshire. It's a bit rude. Well, one. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Sturridge. I mean, of, of yeah. those, I mean, Jan Jack Wilshire, Owen Coyle did want him back and he did ask, ask Arsene Wenger to bring him back, but Daniel Sturridge was never coming back. That was never going to happen. No. Um, probably more chance in recent years, of course, when he's been knocking around uh, Australia and things. But um, And then Luce, Lukas Djokovic is the last one on the list and there's no doubt he was a big, big miss when he didn't come back. Yeah, I think you've told the story before. Of, oh. Was it Dougie? Dougie Freeman was convinced we got him and was happy, and then a day later was uh, yeah was very miserable. But um, yeah, some good names there. I can't really. There'll be there'll be a few others. Um, I, I think uh, he could maybe put Bernard Mendy in there. He was. He was. Quick. I remember. Yeah, he was. He was quick. He was good. Um, trying to think of the big Sam. Sort of era. Um, Candela. I mean, Candela, yeah. He was, uh, I got Candela. You asked, uh, was it Chris you asked or was it? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Last, no, it was last week. Sorry, it was, it, it was it Ben, was wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, uh, I I was by the pool. I was like, French will I thought, Candela, I've got it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was another one. Um, and uh, although saying that, Big Sam did have some... Uh, they did have some poor loan signings like Salva Ballester and uh, <laughs> Mario Aspatero. Yes, um, I just thought but, thought you'd li like to know, and I would. I just had to Google it just to double check it. But if you screamed "Candelar" at the side of a Mexican pool, you were saying "candle" in Spanish. 
Ah, right, okay, brilliant. Just in case anybody, it, the weird looks you got um, were yeah. now explained. Well, we it's, people may have may have known because when we ch actually checked in, um, you know, I was dealing with the bags and the the guy at the front was chatting to my wife. He said, oh, "Where have you come from?" She said, "Manchester," and he said, "Oh, United or City?" And she said, "Well, we actually we he supports a, a, a small club, uh, Bolton." He went, "Oh, Wanderers." Like that, and I said, "Yeah, Jared Bargetti." He said, "Yeah." So afterwards, my wife went. She went, "I can't believe he knew Bolton Wanderers." I said, "Hey, we're massive. You should know that." Everywhere we go, <laughs> everywhere we go. Yeah. Have you not heard the song? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Right. Well, last week, as Henry said, in his absence, we did. Um, we brought in some outside help, and we had the first ever Buff FM call-in show. Um, we also got some great feedback from it, and, and, and quite aside from that, Simon Woods made us an absolute ton of jingles, so I'm not just going to let it run for one episode. It's not fair on him. Um, so whether you liked it or not, Buff FM is open for business once again. Turn that dial to the Buff FM. And our first caller on Buff FM this week is Chris Walsh. Chris, what do you make of Marlon Fosse? Well, I mean, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, a, you know, it's gutting for, for us as fans that he's not going to be joining. But I don't think he's the be all and end all. You know, there's other options out there. Yes, it would have been nice. He was fantastic last season, and I think he was integral part up until he got injured um, in the success we had during that period, you know, he was brilliant down the right wing as a right wing back and he's one of the few wing backs that we've had that can get forward as well as getting back, if you know what I mean. He, he offered a real attacking threat down that right hand side but I trust in Ian, Ian and Sharon and I think they've got every intention of, of filling that spot with someone who, if it's not Marlon, it's going to be somebody else. And I've got every every faith in, in, in their decision to move on if, if that's the best for the club at the end of the day. So, A lot of people saying that the arrival of Trafford is more important than than Fossey was at the time. Are you in that camp? Uh, definitely. I mean, I read an article that you wrote this morning and it, it was sort of exactly what I've been thinking. You know, the last couple of years we had Billy Crellin starting the season and relying then on, on Jilksy coming in and then we had Joel Dixon then relying on Traff coming in in January and then spent a full season with a, a solid number one. And it's nothing, taking nothing away from Joel Dixon. I think he had a, he had a rough start, I think. Um, yeah, Traff's just... I think as soon as he came in, you could see it from the whole back three. Mm. Well, the whole back five we have, that there was, there was so much more calm with a, a trusted keeper behind them. And I think, I think Traff's got... The makers, he's only 19, he's still learning. But in jokes, he's a, as a goalkeeping coach, I just think he's got the best best of both worlds. We've got him, you know, as a, as a fantastic young keeper who's who, and Everett's trying to play a similar um, way to what City do as well. So sure. yeah. he's only going to benefit, benefit his game if we don't progress the deal on a longer basis than just a season long loan. So mm. definitely uh, the, the one that we really needed to get sorted early was the keeper. And I'm just buzzing the class back. The Buff FM with DJ Isles. We've all been there. Bolton Wanderers tweet something, but you can't do anything about it because you're too busy doing busy things. 
You're desperate to have your say, to feel relevant. The obsession is driving you mad. Well, worry no more. The Latictron 2000 is a cheap and hassle-free way to comment on any thread with a BWFC hashtag, whether you're at work, eating a pie, or eating a pie at work. Simply log in with your bank account details and you'll never miss a chance to insert yourself into a social media conversation again. Latictron 2000. Available at all good news agents with a WN postcode. The BuzzFM. And we've got our second call on the line now, Sean Myers. Sean, what's your reaction to the news that, that Marlon Fossey won't be with Wanderers next season? Well, obviously, initial disappointment, I guess. It, it was something that I was hoping wouldn't happen. Um, but on reflection, with his injury record and, and other, other factors, potentially, the, the, you know, the wages he may have been asking for or his agent would have been asking for, it isn't the end of the world. Um, I wouldn't expect there's the plan B and plan C in place to get other people in. So, yeah, not ideal. Would have loved him to have him back for a full season, but we'll hopefully still do a good job. One player who is now in place is James Trafford. He's on loan for the season. Some people have said it was more important to get a goalkeeper sorted than it was necessarily to get a right wing back like Fossey. What do you think? I agree with that. I think Fossey was probably more... Um, sorry, Trafford was more important to get in than Fossey. Uh, I still think Santos re-signing is probably the best piece of business we've done, but mm. yeah, we had to get that number one spot sorted. I was surprised, to be honest, with him getting an England under-21s call-up. I did think he would potentially move to a championship club. Getting draft that was probably more important than, than uh, Fossey, even though I would have liked to, um, to have, a, have them both through the door. What, what positions do you think still need, I mean, obviously they need a right wing back, but what else needs doing this summer? Well, I think as as we look at the back end of last year, I, th I think we we're, we're not too far off. I think midfield wise, we've got plenty of options. You've got Sheehan back. He's like a new, he'll be like a new signing, really, won't we? Because mm. he's, he's not played for that long. Um, I still wouldn't mind another forward player. Um, obviously, it all depends what formation. If we're sticking with a five at the back, but another forward player wouldn't go amiss. Um, and then. And then I don't think we're too far off. I just think we would need a, a solid right wing back and another forward option. Uh, there might be more just to sort of bulk the squad up. But yeah, I'd be quite unhappy. Where do you reckon they're aiming, aiming next season? Is, is it playoffs or do you think they can get higher than that? <sighs> if you look at the back end of last season, I don't, I don't have the stats. You might know better than me. But sort of from the turn of when we started to win them games to the end of the season, I, I would have expected we were definitely top six, seven. Maybe higher, I don't know. Yeah, top two, um, actually, if you go from January 15th. Top two, yeah, so there'll be no reason why we can't challenge for them top two, but I just think anything below the playoffs this year for me would be a slight disappointment. Not the end of the world, but a slight disappointment. The Buzz Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, Sherpa van trophy finals. We've got a Norpig for every occasion at Barry's Norpigs, just off Junction 8 of the M61. The Buzz with Mark Isles. And our third and final caller is Matty Lawrenson. Matty, we've been talking about the effect that not getting Marlon Fossey uh, next season might have. Let's, yeah. let's, let's try and spin that. Could it be a good thing? I think possibly it could. I mean, James Trafford obviously coming in yesterday mm. softened the blow a little bit, didn't it? Mm. Um, obviously, I believe we're looking at other players. He will be a huge miss, but I think 
we can move on from it. I think we're strong enough squad wise. They say nobody's bigger than a and a club. I mean, obviously the fans collective they they like Marlon and there's lots to like about him. But you move on quickly in football, don't you? Yeah. Moves a lot, very, very quick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I can only, I can. It was only five minutes ago since they were mourning Peter Chioso. So, uh, oh yeah. Let's That's be, it. let's be honest. But uh, yeah, you, you mentioned other players there. The lad from Liverpool seems to be uh, an option that's being talked about at the moment. He's got Northern Ireland experience. Maybe an exciting one for you. Yeah, uh, we seem to pick up a lot of young players, and they seem to have a lot of quality about them. Um, so I'm excited for that, yeah. I mean, that that's the thing with Bolton at the moment is is that there seems to be some trust from the fans that they will get it right, that the recruitment is good. And that hasn't always been the case. No, obviously years ago, you can imagine what happened there. Um, I don't think, how do you explain it? There's just a feel-good factor around the club mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's not been there for, well, so many years. Obviously, until Sharon came along. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, the trust between like the owners and where we're going with the club, it just seems to all come together now. I mean, what you need really is that momentum to spill into next season, don't you? The start of next season has to be right. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we don't want to start in January um, going on the run. We want to obviously go from the start. Um, but I reckon we can make at least playoffs next season. You have been listening to The Buff FM. Right, well, I enjoyed that calling. I don't know about you, Henry. I did, yeah, and it gives me a bit of time off to. I had a bit of a nap because I've still got a bit of um, a bit of jet lag. Right, well, we'll see. We'll see how the jet lag goes now. Actually, no, I'll I'll take I'll take this. One. We've we've basically been sent a new game, a new game. Um, it's probably only got a two week shelf life, to be fair, because I think once you do it twice, you probably start. It's a bit like Danny Shitter, you start remembering things. So yeah. Um, Right, I think it could be quite fun though. So basically, we start on A, the first letter of the alphabet, and we have to name a player who has scored for Bolton against a side beginning with A. Now we carry on through the alphabet for as long as we can for two minutes. So I'll go first this week, and I'm going to bring rather than doing the Wanderers Masterminds. I knew you'd be, I knew you'd be uh, not hung. Well, you could be hungover, uh, but you slightly, you, yeah, yeah. But you'd, you'd be jet jet lagged. We'll call it jet lagged. Um, I yeah. think they, in in PR in PR circles they call it emotional. Um, <laughs> yeah. If if somebody's emotional, they're either jet lagged or they are um, they are hungover. Um, well, I'm but, very emotional. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Next week I'm going to be properly emotional uh, from Portugal. <laughs> believe me. Um, but yes, I'll, I'll go first. It'll be two minutes. See where we can go from. Um, Genuinely haven't even thought about this, uh, but we shall see how far I get. So, uh, ready, set, clock of doom begins. Right, A is I will go for Arsenal and Abdullah Faye scored in the FA Cup, didn't he? Um, yes. As I remember. So, B, um, I'm going to go for, good grief, can I even think of a team beginning with B? Um I've got one. Black. I'm gonna, I'm on, gonna tag in. I'll play Zach Clough against Berry. Right, your C. Good. I'll do C then. That's a good idea. Uh, Chelsea. Henrik Pedersen was the last person to score a winner. Oh, D. Uh, Derby County. Nicholas and Elka at Pride Park. E. Everton. Gary Kale's last goal. Gas game. Oh, uh, F. Fulham. Uh, Ivan Klasnik in the cup. Uh, G. Uh, Sean Miller right at the end of the Grimsby Town game when they got beat. Ah, yes. H. 
Uh, Huddersfield Town, Joe Mason away, last minute. I don't think there's an I or a J. There is. is there, there is an I. Is there it? in our league? Ipswich Town. Oh, God, and I'm the one with jet lag. Oh, good grief. Well done, Henry. Uh, Ipswich Town. And uh, who, who scored Who scored loads of goals against Ipswich? Oh, Dapo definitely scored one. He had a hat on. Yes. Uh, now J. I don't think, I actually don't think there's a J. No, I don't think there is now. No, no, no K. K. L. Uh, L. Uh, Leeds, Michael Ricketts. Uh, M. Michael Ricketts, Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> N. Newcastle, Michael Ricketts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think there is an O, um, so I'm going to go for... Oh, no, there is. Oxford. Oh, oh Oxford? Oh, good grief. Uh, Marlon Fossey. M- oh. Marlon Fossey, Oxford. Uh, what, M-N-O-P. Uh, Plymouth. Well, we didn't score against them, did nope. we? Um, uh, Peterborough, if we scored. Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Oh, um, who scored the penalty? What's he called? This. Oh, uh, sadly, yeah. Sadie, yeah. Uh, Q QPR. Um, I don't remember anything about a QPR game. Uh, there we go. Well, that was the clock of doom. Um, I don't think we did too badly there, you know. We did very well. Like, Never uh, in a million years did I think. I'm glad you tagged me in because I would have still been on C <laughs> <laughs> or B. <laughs> um, Q a QPR. We've we've had a lot of like plus. Uh, Klasnic scored at home against QPR. We got 4-0 away, didn't we, that time? Well, I reckon if we did the same thing next week, I reckon we could get to Z all the way through. That's the that's, yeah. that's the, well, the aim for next week. We'll do it in reverse so that you can start with A, and then that, that might just work. And I've actually got a Z as well, so we can go right to the end. Uh-huh, I, I know what it is, but let's not spoil the surprise. No. <laughs> uh, raindrops keep falling on my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to let Henry then uh, go and have a lie down, um, and <laughs> I am going to start packing my suitcase for Portugal. Uh, spoiler alert: It's just going to be Hawaiian shirts and suntan cream, um, <laughs> and and a laptop. If in case you're listening, NewsQuest, I really am going to work out that don't don't listen to this lot. Um, but until then, I've been Mark. Bring on the salt cod and superbock Isles. And I've been Henry, got food poisoning from tacos and fajitas, Hewitt. <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't, just I don't want to put anyone off the breakfast, I didn't really. <laughs> um, and this really has been the buff, cute Portuguese version of the buff music. First not last, it's not so past. Just